0: This podcast is part of the 76ers podcast network search 76ers podcast wherever you get your pods Roll out the red carpet. It is
1: award season in the NBA and the 76ers had some representation There were makes this was an easy one for me Ben Simmons being named all defensive first team the voters got this one right It only goes to show what everyone thinks about his defense in the NBA right now There were
0: also a couple of omissions From Joel Embiid to Matisse Theibel.
2: This was a miss. Say it with me. This was a miss. Matisse Theibel absolutely should have made an all-rookie team this year.
0: Yes, we cover our makes and misses from the NBA Year-End Awards. This is the broadcast from the 76ers Podcast Network. Hello from 76ers Podcast Land. I'm Brian Seltzer. Thanks for checking out this episode of the broadcast, Make or Miss a Review of the NBA End of Year Awards. We're going to hear from Devon Givens and Lauren Rosen in just a few moments. Hope you've been enjoying the arrival of some of this autumnal weather. Yes, I love it. Without question, my favorite time of year. Comfortable sweatshirt, long sleeve shirt weather, all that good stuff. And I actually, with the recent weather we've been experiencing, at least in the Philadelphia area, the last couple days, I've adopted this new peace of mind ritual. My wife and I, we have two-and-a-half-year-old twins. We certainly love them. They are the absolute joys of our life. One boy, one girl. we got a mixed bag. But if you have kids that are two-and-a-half years old or <laughs> your kids have already passed through that milepost you are probably well aware that for as much happiness and fun and fulfillment as kids of that age bring you, they also have every now and then, just every now and then, a Mr. Hyde side to them. So we're kind of riding uh, the throes of that out a little bit in our household. So my new peace of mind ritual, um, especially with it being more crisp in the air outside, very comfortable fall weather, is I go out on the back patio live in Northern Liberties, we have a little concrete space out there, and I stay outside for about 10 or 15 minutes, sip a beverage, just like stare up (laughs) at the night sky, reset, then get back inside, and uh, continue with the grind. That's what I do after the kids go to bed. Anyhow... To far more important things, like the 76ers. What's new with the Sixers? Well, not a whole heck of a lot. The search, obviously, for a new head coach continues. And in terms of big picture issues, the organization is doing a lot to try and get out the vote. We must draw your attention to the website, sixers.com slash vote. It was National Voter Registration Day on Tuesday. That is of critical importance. And if you go to Sixers.com slash vote, all the info and resources you need to make sure you are ready for the general election can be found right there, especially if you're a resident of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Delaware. The registration deadlines for those three states, October 19th in Pennsylvania, October 13th in New Jersey, and October 10th in Delaware. But again, if you go to Sixers.com slash vote, It's got everything you could possibly need as far as confirming you're registered, how to register, and where to go and how to cast your vote in this election year. So please, at the very least, just make sure you are registered and exercise your right as an American to go to the polls. Do it. So in addition to the NBA being in the thick of the playoffs right now, we're also just emerging from NBA award season for what has very much been an adaptive schedule year for the league. Typically, there's an NBA awards show in June. Obviously, that all got rerouted this year with the hiatus for four months in the summer. But we haven't had a chance to really dive into the subject of the year-end awards here on the broadcast, so I thought, why not do a quick-hitting, make-or-miss-style episode courtesy of my podcasting partners in crime, Lauren Rosen and Devon Givens. It's going to be a pretty simple formula. I throw out a subject, Lauren and Devon will give you their takes and thoughts. I'll weigh in with some of my opinions as well. Let's get to it. Let us start with this. Make or miss Ben Simmons' all-defensive first team. Simmons stole the ball. Benny Simmons into the lane. A slam dunk. The Sixers are going to beat the Knicks. Barrett couldn't get it. Simmons tipped it, deflected it, ran it down, and jammed it. Ben was the third-highest vote-getter overall in terms of the all-defensive team. And I want to know, is that representative of how well young Ben played on defense this year?
2: That is an absolute make. Ben Simmons making first team all defense is an accurate portrayal of how good his defense was this year. He led the league in steals. He led the league in steals per game. He had two games this season where he grabbed seven steals in one game. That is ridiculous. He won multiple games for the 76ers on the defensive end. Honestly, the only surprise to me is that he didn't get more votes for Defensive Player of the Year.
1: This was an easy one for me. Ben Simmons being named All-Defensive First Team, an absolute make. The voters got this one right. He deserved to be on one of the two teams and I thought that he would make it. Felt like the injury at the end of the regular season might bump him down to number two, but it only goes to show what everyone thinks about his defense in the NBA right now. The versatility, being able to defend one through five, taking the best wing assignment every single night, big steals, big defensive plays at the end to pick up a victory for he and his team, and being able to switch over on a big from time to time as well, and holding his own. A great, great accomplishment, the acknowledgement from the voters, the league, everyone, that votes on this particular award. A great, great thing for Ben Simmons. An absolute make for Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons. No doubt about it, Ben Simmons' first-team
0: all-defense is a total make. Going to piggyback a bit off of a few things that Lauren and Devon mentioned. Ben Simmons, only the second sixer ever along with Allen Iverson, to lead the league in steals in a season. And let's also talk about the nearly four deflections per game Simmons generated. That was good for third best in the league. And the more than one and a half loose balls he recovered per game that topped the league as well. And if you watched Ben closely, like so many of us and you out there did this past season, especially before the restart in Orlando, you know just how good he was, what he did against the likes of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown of the Celtics. LeBron James in that late January game against the Lakers at the center. End of game against the New York Knicks in that game of the Garden right after Thanksgiving where he got the sideline steal, ran it in for a dunk to clinch a hard-fought victory. The very next night at the center was that tightly-fought game against the Pacers where Ben had three steals in what was, I think, less then the final 15 seconds, I the final 13 seconds to end the game, uh, Ben's performance against Kawhi, very physical in February versus the Clips uh, in South Philly, that's just a collection of elite stuff. Ben was not going to beat out Giannis Antetokounmpo for Defensive Player of the Year, but the fact that Ben finished second overall among all NBA players in first place votes, to me, is very telling, deservedly. About how he's viewed on the defensive end of the court in the league. Now, the thing for him moving forward, he's just got to keep it up. Next, make or miss, Ben Simmons, All NBA, third team. I love Ben Simmons. Who plays harder as a starter every night than Ben Simmons? Here's the thing if you make it to one of the three All NBA teams, that means you were regarded as a top 15 player in the league for the past season. Ben Simmons, to me, certainly belongs in that company. Lauren, Devon, their thoughts.
2: For me, that is another make. For Ben Simmons to have made an all NBA team in just his third season as a pro is so, so impressive. I think the third team is the right place for him this year when you consider the fact that Damian Lillard and Chris Paul are the guys that made it ahead of him on that second team. Those guys are more elder statesmen in the league, shall we say, but we've seen Ben go toe-to-toe with those players. We've seen him go toe-to-toe with James Harden and Luka Doncic, who are the guards that made the first All-NBA team. So for Ben to be keeping this kind of company, again, in just his third season as a pro, is very impressive and something to certainly be proud of. We've talked about it before, but his line this season, aside from averaging two steals a game, which, like we said, led the whole league, he averaged 16 points, almost eight rebounds, and eight assists. He was one of just three players to average at least 16, seven, and eight. The other two, Luka Doncic and LeBron James. Yet again, really impressive company for this man to be keeping in just his third year in the league. In those three years, he's been Rookie of the Year. He's been an All-Star twice, and now he is a bona fide All-NBA superstar. This is great for Ben. I was so happy to see it, and sky's the limit if this is what he can do in three seasons.
1: This one was a make, but there's a bit of a difference here for the All-NBA third-team selection for Ben Simmons this season. And that's because I was very surprised. I honestly did not believe that he would make one of the three All-NBA teams. Again, the injury played a part at the end of the regular season. The expectations that came along with the 19-20 campaign and the expectations not being fulfilled. So with all of that, even though he made his second All-Star game this past season, I did not expect it to happen, but with everything that he did on the floor, with the 17 points on average, the rebounds, steals, assists, the overall game, the versatility that he is now showing in this league, I was surprised but happily surprised with the All-NBA 13 selection for Ben Simmons. It is a tremendous distinction that Ben
0: Simmons, at this early stage of his career, like Lauren and Devon pointed out, has been able to achieve all NBA status. Lauren did an awesome job breaking down some of the numbers that reflect just how good Simmons was in so many different ways this past year. And it'd be hard to argue that there are many players more versatile than he is in the league. And I also agree with Devon that Simmons making the All-NBA roster was no slam dunk, but I do think it is a make and it's well-deserved. Listen, Simmons now ties Allen Iverson and Joel Embiid as the youngest Sixers age 23 at the time, to earn All-NBA nods. And to me, the biggest takeaway is that by making All-NBA, regardless of, as I said, whether it's first, second, or third team, he has been viewed by the voters in this case as one of the 15 best players in the whole league this past season. He keeps tremendous company. He was also voted to, I thought this was noteworthy, the All-NBA roster as a guard. So that means he was on there with James Harden and Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, and also his fellow third-team selection, Russell Westbrook. (laughs) That's pretty darn good. And he beat out the likes of all-star Kyle Lowry and also Donovan Mitchell. Next year, it'll be fascinating to see whether the new head coach intends to proceed with using Ben primarily at the four, which is how Ben wrapped up this past season, or he'll still handle a bulk of the ball handling duties. We're going to have to find out. But Ben's going to have renewed competition from the likes of Jamal Murray and Devin Booker to stay on some of these All NBA teams based on what we've seen in the bubble since the restart. But Simmons was tremendous, doing just about everything this past year. So good on Ben Simmons for that. All NBA nod. Moving on, make or miss Joel Embiid. We know that he did miss receiving any award selection, but he was so good in the bubble when he came back, and even before the hiatus, he was playing some of his best basketball.
1: Oh, a little shake and bake from Joel Embiid. That's a seven-footer people with a little windmill wind up. Okay? Showed you how the game has evolved.
0: Now, the voting for the All-NBA selections this year were based on play prior to the restart. But even still, it would be hard to dispute the impact that Joel Embiid had when it was on the court this year. Lauren Rosen, Devon Givens, make or miss the Joe Mission from either the All-NBA team or, most notably, the All-Defensive team.
2: Look, this is definitely a miss. Joel Embiid should have been named To one of the all defensive teams he should almost always be on one of these all defensive teams if not simply for the reason that when an opponent is playing a Sixers team with Joel Embiid on the court they have to completely reconfigure their offense every time because of how dominant he is in the paint and look we know he didn't play the volume of games that maybe some people would have said he should have in order to make an all-defensive team i understand how that can easily be something that discounts him from this type of race but if you're talking about the top 10 defensive players in the league joel Embiid is absolutely on that list and if you think he isn't you are wrong We've talked about this in some of the other categories, but obviously there's only space technically for two centers on these lists, and I think that the voting conversation and how players are categorized when it comes to voting is something that maybe we should all discuss at a later date because I don't think it's necessarily fair in an era where we're seeing more positionless basketball. Joel is obviously one of those players that he's a center, but a lot of his skills are that of somebody that's a little smaller. He's So dominant as a defender, he's dominant on offense, and the fact that he wasn't named to an all-defensive team, to me, is a bummer. It's a miss.
1: Joel Embiid not being named to one of the all-defensive teams was a miss. He is still one of the best defenders in this league, small or big. The impact that he has on the floor, you can see it when he is on the floor with the numbers that the team has as a defensive unit, while Joel Embiid is manning the paint for the Philadelphia 76ers. And I understand that the team's success overall wasn't where it was supposed to be, but you know what he can do. He continues to do it. And I'm just really surprised that Joel Embiid did not make one of these all defensive teams. And I understand that you can manipulate the voting. Certain players can be named a forward versus a center or a guard. But still, Joel Embiid is one of the most dominant players in this league, both offensively and defensively. He deserved to make one of the all-defensive teams this past season. Listen,
0: Joel Embiid, I think, would probably be one of the first people to tell you that he had an up-and-down year. Battled injuries, inconsistencies, as he mentioned, on the record many times. He felt at various times he just didn't have quite the level of intensity that he needed to have. So if he didn't make All-NBA, hey, He was up against some really good competition. Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, they are no slouches. They're all-stars. They're excellent and worthy picks. But even still, if you dig slightly deeper, you'll see some, I think, important discoveries about Joel's numbers from this past year. Now, if you look at his per-game averages, I don't think that's fair because Joe was playing a considerable fewer number of minutes per game this year than he had especially compared to last year. He averaged 29.5 minutes per game this season compared to over 33.5 minutes per game last year. That is more than four minutes per game less. So just looking at surface-level per-game averages doesn't quite give an accurate depiction of his production. If you look at Joe's per 36 numbers, that's on an average 36-minute basis, his scoring dropped by about 1.5 points compared to last year. The Sixers looked to guys like Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Al Horford at times to be more involved in the offense this year. So that really doesn't throw me off. His rebounding and assist numbers decreased by less than a half per 36 minutes this year, compared to last year, and I thought some other areas were really worth noting. Joel shot over 33% from three-point territory, I think, for the way he plays. That was a big jump compared to last year when he shot 30% from three-point territory and 31% uh, in his second season. He had a career-high free-throw percentage this year at 80.7%. He was getting to the line regularly, and also his offensive rebounding numbers this season were the best of his career. Awesome terms of offensive rebounding per 36 minutes and also in terms of offensive rebounding percentage just giving the 76ers extra opportunities so that's going to wrap up my statements about joel on uh an overarching all-encompassing basis in respect to him being left off all nba now as far as nba all defense goes i mean listen again rudy gobert can't argue with that Bam Adebayo has had a breakout year. You're seeing all the good he's doing in the postseason. He has been great. But listen, Bam's regular season defensive rating was over 107.5. Joel Embiid, like Lauren and Devon said, just simply based on the eye test, you look at Joe when he gets on the court and he changes the game. His defensive rating was 102 when he was on the court. The 76ers played like one of the best defensive units in the entire league. So I think that for Joel to be slighted in terms of all defense this year, that was a miss. Unjust, Joel, based on performance this year, even if some of the surface level stats didn't show it, combined with past track record, great defensive presence. And I'll be curious to see at some point when we next hear from Joel Embiid what he thinks about not being included on some of these lists. We'll wrap up this make-or-miss exercise with young, impressionable Matisse Theibel. Here's Levine, wow, and what a play by Matisse Theibel to meet him at the rim. Make-or-miss, Devon Givens, Lauren Rosen, Matisse Theibel left off
1: the all-rookie team. This is an interesting case here for Matisse Theibel not being named to either of the all-rookie teams. This is a miss because of the league and the voters not acknowledging the defensive acumen that he provides on any given night on the floor, recognizing that the league is not all about scoring. It is about defense as well. And We know about all defensive teams, but you can also recognize a defensive player when you talk about a young player just establishing himself in the league. And the trust that he gained from the coaching staff, his teammates, and the respect that he had from his peers as well on the floor, you could see it. They were worried about him. They recognized, they understood where he was on the floor. So that's why I say it is a miss. That's why at the end, it will be a make for him to use this as motivation snubbed off of one of these two teams and he will use this one and push forward and be recognized by the work that he does as a defender in this league improve his offense and go on to be a tremendous player for the philadelphia 76ers this
2: was a miss say it with me this was a miss if you've listened to me at all on the broadcast this year or on any of our platforms you know where i was going to come out on this one matisse seibel absolutely should have made an all-rookie team this year. It's one of the bigger snubs that I had on any of these lists. Almost as big of a snub as him not making the Rising Stars game, which he should have made. And unfortunately, it just says a lot about where defense is in terms of priorities for the people that make these types of decisions. Matisse was the best rookie defender this year. He was one of the best rookie defenders we've seen in recent years. He led all rookies in steals, 1.4 steals per game, 93 steals total. The next best stealing rookie was Cam Reddish, who only had 62. That's a 31 steal difference. Keep in mind that Matisse was coming off the bench onto a team that had a lot of star power, a lot of potential. He carved out a role on a team where a lot of people probably didn't think that he would be playing in big moments down the stretch or in the playoffs. A lot of people are going to say that he didn't make the all-rookie team because of his offense, but I don't think that that is necessarily fair. He shot 35.7% from deep. That's the seventh best average among rookies. And that's where he was asked to shoot. And keep in mind, before he got hurt over the holidays, his average was one of the highest in the league from deep. We know that his offensive game, there's room to grow, but it seems like even in just one season, he's already growing. The ceiling there is high, but on defense, he is already elite. The Sixers and Sixers fans should consider themselves lucky to have him around, and he absolutely should have been rewarded with a spot on the all-rookie team. (sighs)
0: Sigh, Matisse Theibel, Feels the sting from the NBA voting masses once again. What does Matisse have to do? He was left out of the Rising Stars Challenge All-Star Weekend this year and not included in terms of the NBA All-Rookie First or Second team. Unfortunate for Matisse. I think you look at some of those All-Rookie First team guys. Ja Morant, the Rookie of the Year. Kendrick Nunn, Brandon Clark, Zion Williamson, and Villanova's Eric Pascal, All quality players, Pascal Compared to some other younger players in the league, had an opportunity this year with Golden State going through a down season to make the most of his minutes. Credit to him. He responded and put up some great numbers. Tyler Hero on the all-rookie second team. You can't dispute that. Terrence Davis the second was part of the Raptors rotation. Young guy on a really, really good team and put up some quality numbers. I mean, it's tough because Matisse was playing for a team that went into this year with championship aspirations. And not only did he get into the rotation, he was given a significant role. And again, I know that the context of this voting was before the restart, but look at the Boston Celtics series. The Sixers needed Matisse Thibel desperately in terms of his defense on the wing to try and slow down some of Boston's talent in terms of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Even going back to the very first game of the season, the opener against the Boston Celtics, we saw Matisse Theibel being thrust in the duty against the likes of a veteran all-star guard, a scoring machine in Kemba Walker. There was no assignment. The Sixers did not feel comfortable giving Matisse Theibel this season. Kobe White, P.J. Washington Jr., Rui Achimura, these were guys that were solid first-year players. They were in retooling situations with their respective teams. Like Devon and Lauren pointed out, you've got to put into some context the type of team that Matisse was playing on this year, what it was shooting for, and also the fact that his defense was at a level years above what his experience in the league is. What I will say about Matisse, I thought it was great to see that he got at least one vote for the all-defensive team, a recognition of the quality defense he played this past year. But Matisse finishing 12th overall in voting for the NBA all-rookie team uh, behind R.J. Barrett, just a few spots shy of making it to that second team. But we know as Lauren Devon said, how good of a player Matisse Thibel proved himself to be this year and how valuable he's going to be to the 76ers moving forward. And that was Make or Miss, the NBA end of year awards season in review. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Hope you did as well. Appreciate Lauren Rosen and Devon Givens for giving their takes. Appreciate you listening. As we have said before, our pledge is to bring you as much fresh pod content as possible throughout the off season. With that in mind, please look out for a new episode of Tom's Talks, hosted by the one and only Tom McGinnis. He interviews Stephen A. Smith. If you are not a subscriber to our podcast or you don't follow us on whatever your podcast listening platform of choice is, Please do consider changing that, and if you listen on Apple Podcasts, we would love a rating. It absolutely helps the cause. And we are now in the Amazon Music Podcast directory. Just search 76ers Podcast, and you will find us. I'm Brian Seltzer. Register to vote. Talk to you next time. See ya.